0: Hi everyone, it's Dev Raga, Personal Finance, and this is episode number 30, and in this episode, we will discuss what is debt consolidation. Now, before we go on to this episode um, details, um, as you know, in this financial podcast channel, the aim is to get you financially educated, the aim is for you to learn some basic concepts and apply those principles in your personal finance. Now, I hope you found this podcast channel very useful. I've had a lot of comments and messages on Facebook, so thank you very much. And I've also had some good feedback on Whirlpool about how to actually structure these podcasts. I'm learning constantly. I'm not a full-time podcaster, so this is all very new to me. I've been now doing it for about eight months, um, and I've found it um, very, very rewarding. And I've actually learned a lot myself. Now, before we progress on um, to the episode, another thing about this um, uh, this channel is the basic premise of this channel is you have to spend less than what you earn, and you have to try and save twenty percent of your after-tax income. And with that after-tax income saving, you either you know pay off debts, and hopefully you won't have much debts to pay off, or You invest that money, and you do it over the long period of time into a well-diversified stock portfolio, which often returns the best returns over the long term. Keep investing the dividends, keep reinvesting the dividends again and again and again, and keep doing it um, over 30 to 40 years, and the chances are you will end up being very, very wealthy. So, now that I got that out of the way, let's talk about what is debt consolidation. And debt consolidation just means that you take out a new loan to pay off a number of liabilities and other consumer debts, um, generally which are unsecured, um, and that new loan takes care of the old loans. So, to give you an example, if you had two credit card debts, which are $1,000 each, You go out to the bank and say, well, can you give me another loan at $2,000 and use that $2,000 to pay off those two credit cards, which are $1,000 each, and then now you pay the new consolidated loan of $2,000. Now, why is it a good strategy to do that? Well, it's a good strategy to do it because you may find that the interest rates that you obtain with um, uh, the consolidated loans might be a lot lower than perhaps what you're currently paying on interest for those two credit cards. And as we know, that credit cards are just the most notorious forms of debt. um, And you may find that the interest rates on those credit cards are absolutely sky high. And you may go to the bank and say, well, you know, I want to get a personal loan at half the amount of interest rates, or even less, given that Australian interest rates are extremely low at the moment, and therefore you can use that money and pay off your credit card debt, and therefore instantly you've cut your interest rates liability down in half, or if not lower, so over the long term, you may actually end up saving money. But the biggest benefit of that is, it just means you're consolidating your loans, and therefore your repayments are much lower. So not only is the interest rate much lower, hopefully, the repayments that you pay every month become lower because the consolidated loan has a lower interest rate. So uh, overall, the interest component becomes lower and therefore you have more cash flow. That means you have enough money left over after paying all your loans, or in this case, consolidated one loan, uh, to spend on everyday expenses. Okay, now I'll tell you what it isn't. Debt consolidation is not the same as debt settlement, it's not the same as debt agreements, and it's not the same as credit counselling. Okay, so before we go on to the nitty gritties of debt consolidation, it's worthwhile to clarify what is a debt settlement and a debt agreement. Okay, So what is a debt settlement and a debt agreement? So you can actually approach companies that help you negotiate all of the debts that you have with your creditors. So if you have 10 different personal loans or 10 different credit cards and you're really struggling to pay those loans off routinely and you're falling behind, then basically you can approach a company... Uh, so a company that gets advertised in Australia is called mybudget.com.au. Now, just a disclaimer, they have not advertised on this podcast channel. and I'm not advocating them, but they're just one example of a company that will help you um, try and settle debts that you may have with your creditors. Okay. You can go to this company and basically they will start negotiating on your behalf with the creditors that you owe money to. So they may say to the creditors, "You know what? We want to settle for 40 cents on the dollar. We want to settle for 20 cents on the dollar. We want to settle for 50 cents on the dollar." They'll come up with a plan and you pay the debt settlement company the money and then they take a portion of that for their fees and then they, you know, pay off your debts for you, but of course they get paid because they get a percentage of the fees or they have a flat fee rate or an establishment rate or some sort of a management fee rate. Okay. So obviously the debt consolidation companies that help you do this, they're not going to do it out of their goodwill. They're going to do it to make a buck out of you. But it may be an option if you're not very good at negotiating with your creditors because you're having difficulty in paying the debts yourself. So you may need some support. You may need some, um, you know, advocate on your side to sort of say, look, in all honesty, I can't pay this $30,000 credit card debt that I've racked up. So rather than pay $30,000 credit card debt, I'll pay it off today because I've only got $10,000. I'll pay, you know, 30 cents to the dollar. They may be able to achieve an agreement for you okay or the other option is you can do it yourself in fact in australia i think generally speaking if you go to a bank or if you go to a credit card company if you go to a creditor and say you're having some financial difficulty and you've got some saved up money and you want to pay off your debt sooner and you want to you know um, uh, uh, you can actually come up with an agreement yourself and you can talk to them and say look I'll pay you $0.20 to the dollar. This is what I have. Take it or leave it. Now, of course, the creditor can then turn around and say, sorry, we're not going to accept that. You have to pay us $0.50 on the dollar. So it's a negotiating tactic. It's a negotiating back and forth. You know, you're trying to negotiate. But of course, when you reach a settlement, when you reach an agreement with the creditor that you will pay 20 or $0.30 on the dollar, if you're doing it yourself, if you know what you're doing, it is possible, but you need to get it in writing. Otherwise, it's completely worthless because these people would lie straight out to you. And then in the end, when push comes to the uh, shove, they'll probably change the rules and change the goalpost and then say, sorry, we agreed for 20 cents, but really we can't actually do that. Now you need to pay 70 cents on the dollar, in which case you kind of back to square one. So you can do it yourself, but there are companies that will do it for you for a fee. You've just got to be wary about, you know, what is that fee? What is the fee structure for that company? And if you do it yourself, you've got to be wary that you need to have things in writing. Otherwise, it's a major, major problem. I would not, um, you know, recommend you dealing with these companies verbally. You need to have things in writing. Okay. So, this is for people that have really struggling and are really, you know, falling behind in their debts. Okay. So to reach a debt agreement, um, and to reach a debt settlement, it's a big deal. It's not something that you probably should consider on a whim, okay? So read up on it, research it. It does affect your credit score. Uh, Means, because essentially what happens is you stop paying the bills yourself, you're negotiating, and each time the bill runs late, your credit score gets affected. Um, uh, So it does affect your credit score. And in some cases, the companies might say, sorry, um, we're not going to reach an agreement with you. So, And they can actually force your hand and they can actually make you bankrupt, okay? So you've got to be a little bit careful and that's why it might be beneficial for you if you don't know the whole rules about it to have an advocate on your side, all right? So um, that's debt settlement, that's debt agreement, okay? It's not the same as debt consolidation, all right? The other thing about this process is that if you're not careful, so let me give you an example. Let's say if you have $30,000 in debt, And you approach uh, a company and say, look, um, I can't pay the 30 grand in debt, but I'm happy to settle 30 cents on the dollar, so I'll pay you $10,000. You go to the credit card company and say, I'll pay you $10,000 instead of $30,000. You get it in writing, you pay off to $10,000, what happens to the $20,000 that you're not able to pay? The question then becomes, does that $20,000 get completely wiped off your history or does it stay on your history? the chances are it will stay on your history. And here's a kicker. What happens if the credit card company then turns around and says, you know, a year or two later it says, oh, actually, you still owe us that 20 grand. Can they come back and haunt you for that money? So you've got to be careful. In some instances, yes, they can come back and haunt you if you don't have things in writing and structured in a specific way. And again, it might pay to research about it, learn about it before you go ahead and negotiate with these creditors because, you know, they they, they deal with customers day in, day out. They have dealt with people like you all the time, okay? Now, the second type of service is called credit counselling. That's completely different. So, a lot of councils have this in Australia. A lot of health services have this. I know my health service that I work at has, you know, credit counselling or budgetary advice. Essentially, they track your spending habits, um, they do debt counselling services, they're not financial planners and they're not financial advisors, they're not going to talk about where to put your money to invest, but they're going to talk about where to put your money to reduce your debt, how not to get into debt. Um, and they help you with your day-to-day budgeting as well. They're more focused on behavioural finance, which I've done a huge uh, episode on. So it's really important that you understand that finance is 80% behaviour and 20% head knowledge, uh, according to Dave Ramsey, and I tend to agree with him. But these credit counselling agencies are support services uh, for you to get to know um, uh, you know what to do in terms of um, what to do in terms of your uh, budget, and, uh, uh, and 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 they can work with you. Um, of course, there is a fee structure for it. Um, it might be uh, establishment fees, it might be management fees, it might be monthly fees, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, in some people, they actually some um, counselling services actually do it for free. A lot of the uh, government counselling services offered to do it for free but you know they might not be crash hot but it's better than nothing but that's again different to debt consolidation okay so the main topic of today's podcast is debt consolidation we've talked about what it isn't okay now there's a couple of ways of thinking about debt consolidation and here's probably the most classic way that you know everyday families may use it let's say you earn five thousand dollars And currently, all your repayments on your loans, your personal loans, your car loan, your mortgage, etc., may be, you know, at a $5,000 net income, $3,000 might be all, you know, debt. And of course, that only gives you a disposable income of $2,000 to spend on groceries, utilities, other bills, etc., etc., etc. If you're finding it difficult to cope with that, you know, you may then say, well, you know, I want to roll up the personal loan, the car loan, the consumer credit card loan, and put it on my home. So you go to the bank and say, well, my home is worth, you know, $200,000. And uh, uh, I've got a $100,000 mortgage, can I please borrow on my home as an equity, and we talked about this in previous episodes, and then use that borrowed money. So let's say, you know, you've got $30,000 in consumer debt, and you want to borrow you know thirty thousand dollars on your mortgage and you take that extra thirty thousand dollars in mortgage and pay off your consumer debts pay off your credit cards your car loans and your personal loans now that's great because now the mortgage um, is the only loan that you have and that means your monthly repayments is just that mortgage and i'm sure as hell you know it's not going to be three thousand dollars out of your five thousand dollar monthly income right so that's great, which means you've got better cash flow, you've got more money to spend on bills, you've got more you know disposable income to actually spend on you know minor luxuries. It all sounds great, doesn't it? Well, there is a problem. The problem is now you've taken a five year, three year, seven year car loan, a three year or five year personal loan, and a credit card loan and made it and packaged it up into your mortgage. Which could be twenty or thirty years. So even though you're paying less every month, you might be paying more in interest over the long term, and that is absolutely vital for you to understand that. Okay, so um, so let's 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 use a real life example. So let's say you have three credit cards with interest rates on average of twenty eight percent. I'm just you know making figures up here, and you have a seven hundred and fifty dollar payment on all of them. Oh, sorry, on each of them. Um, and you have a twenty eight month term um, and basically your principal is fifteen grand that 's your loan okay The total interest that you will pay on that over that twenty eight month period would be five and a half thousand dollars. You can go to debt consolidation loan um, and you know it can be part of your mortgage or part of something else so let 's assume the new debt consolidation loan interest rate is only twelve percent you 've now reduced. Um, you know, the same the time, time frame, 28 months, you've now reduced your interest by almost half. So now the interest becomes a couple of thousand dollars. So over time, you've actually saved money. But if you did a debt consolidation loan and package it up into your mortgage, you know, you've now extended that 28-month period into 30 years, potentially, Therefore, you're paying that loan over 30 years' time, and you're going to pay more over 30 years, less every month, but more over 30 years, and you end up actually paying more money in the long run because you're paying less every month, and the interest rate is less, right? Does that hopefully that sort of you know explains it as best as I possibly can? But essentially, although you have more cash flow, you may actually end up paying more in interest over the long term. So you've got to be a little bit careful. So, um, and the other, the other, the other problem with debt consolidation that I find is that you need to make sure that if you have, let's say, you know, coming back to the, you know, five thousand dollars monthly net income and having a three thousand dollars debt repayments, including credit cards and car loans and home loans and mortgages, etc., and now you've packaged it up into mortgage, and now that three thousand dollars payment becomes two thousand dollars. What are you going to do with that extra thousand dollars that you've just saved? Are you going to spend it? I think debt consolidation has the risk of, um, uh, you know, making you, uh, what do you call, um, uh, uh, you know, making your behaviours, you know, you you can actually get into a trap to sort of say, well, I've actually got more money to spend now. Well, you kind of don't have, well, you kind of have more money on a monthly basis, but you kind of have more debt. Um, you kind of have more debt in the sense that it's going to take you longer to pay. So you've got to be really careful that what I would do is I'd continue paying the $3,000 into the mortgage that you've now consolidated the other loans into, and then try and pay off your mortgage as quickly as possible. So your habits don't change, but the way that you pay off your mortgage changes, and you may find that that's a more fruitful approach. Okay. So um, debt consolidation is can be a good strategy, particularly for people that have cash flow issues, Uh, but it can be a dangerous strategy, um, particularly if people are not disciplined. Okay, so you can get deeper into debt uh, because now you've got access to more credit through your consolidated loan and you might be tempted to spend more because you've got more disposable income. Um, Now, the other major problem with debt consolidation is credit cards and personal loans um, are usually unsecured. So if you're gonna take that loan and put it into your mortgage or, you know, get another secured consolidated loan, essentially what you're doing is you're taking unsecured loan and making it secured. And especially if you're securing it against your home, and if you don't end up paying that off, you can actually end up losing your home. So if you turn all of your unsecured debts, like credit cards, into a secured debt like your home, you could actually lose your home if you don't pay the new debt, and that's why discipline is very, very important. So, if you learnt one thing today, that is, debt consolidation increases disposable income and increases cash flow issues, but it's a dangerous concept, and if you don't manage it properly, you can actually end up losing your assets. Um, and the the other thing about um, the other thing about um, debt consolidation is that um, you need to be a little bit careful about um, uh, you know not not sort of losing your track I mean why are you consolidating your loan because you're extending your loan term you're going to be paying more interest you're going to be paying more overall but what is the purpose of it? is it because you've got cash flow issues or is it because you want some disposable income to spend it okay so if you want disposable income to spend it I think that's a very dangerous strategy. Um, for uh, debt consolidation. The lastly, debt consolidation can actually hurt your credit score because essentially what you're doing is you're rolling over your existing loans into a brand new loan. Um, and the reason why it can affect your credit score is because you're actually, well, you know, how, how do people get good credit scores? They borrow money and they spend uh, the money and they pay off the debts on time. Essentially what you're doing is you're replacing your debts um, before the original contract um, would have been called for. And that's generally viewed negatively, because if you're debt consolidating, that means overall you're kind of struggling to meet debt repayments, and therefore your credit score would also struggle. So that's another negative thing about, um, about hurting, uh, hurting your um, credit score. So lastly, when you go for debt consolidation loans, and I'm not saying it's always a bad thing, I'm just saying there are pros and cons for every financial decision that you make in your life, you've got to check the fine print. What are the fees? You know, are the fees going to add up to such a such a extent that it's actually actually not worth it to consolidate your loans? You know, what are the administration fees? What are the management fees? Um, what are the monthly fees? What are the establishment fees, et etc.? Cetera, et cetera. So make sure you check the hidden fine print. Um, make sure you read the contract. And of course, when you're dealing with companies that promise you debt consolidation, you know, make sure they're a reputable company. They are registered with the Australian Financial Authorities. Uh, and make sure you get everything in writing because companies often promise hundred million things, but they don't actually deliver. Uh, and you know you don't need to go through private companies to do that. You can actually negotiate it yourself, yourself through the creditors. But you know you need to know what you're dealing with. And I think it's a good learning opportunity, but it can be a very stressful opportunity, particularly if you're having immediate cash flow issues. So, what have you learnt in this podcast? We've learned what debt consolidation is and what it isn't. What debt agreements and debt settlement is, and what it isn't, and what are credit counselling services, and what they do. Um, And we've talked about the pros of debt consolidation, and the biggest pro is that you're gonna be saving money, potentially, or you're gonna be saving monthly repayments, uh, and therefore increasing your monthly cash flow and disposable income. But we've also looked at the cons, which is, you know, changing over from unsecured debts to secured debts, uh, potentially spending the extra money that you have, and getting more debt, um, and also potentially losing your um, uh, uh, you know security as a result of it, so losing your home because if you can't service the new loan and extending the loan term and paying a little bit more over the long term, even though the interest rate's low can be a hazardous situation. So thank you everyone for listening. Uh, this is episode 30 um, I'm going to take a bit of a break over the next few weeks. I'm actually going overseas. Um, next week and uh but um I'll be back uh podcasting even during when I'm overseas. So and then I'll be back soon after that. Um for those people that have messaged me on Facebook or SMS me, thank you very much. I appreciate your comments and your feedback about the channel um and I really appreciate your support. If you have any other questions feel free to do the same and I'll try and get back to you as soon as I can. And until next time, make sure you try and save that 20% after tax income and make sure you invest it and do it again and again and again and again and again and again and again. And I promise you, well, maybe not promise, but i will you're more likely to end up having more money than you ever did and you probably ever wanted in your life. This is Dev Draga, Personal Finance. Until next time, stay safe. Hold up.